Well, guys, we're going to do something different this morning. We're going to do a men's panel, and I shared last week. Um, there's some different event, uh, men's events that are available. There's a lot of them. Uh, some of you guys have been on them, but we're going to talk about two of them. We're going to have four guys kind of share their personal experience. But we're going to roll a video um, right before that. So, Eric, if you've got that video ready to play, um, go ahead and play it. At the core of every man is a longing, a longing for adventure, to be strong and courageous with honor. This is a journey to understand true manhood. No longer will we let our past define our future. Now is the time to step into the destiny set before us. Now is the time to fight. Now is the time for this. This is Quest. That's a video for Quest. That's just one of the events we're talking about, we're just going to mention two of them this morning because these guys have experience with those. Um, there's another one called The Return. Um, I actually participated in one of those about five and a half years ago, and it just was amazing. I had been on a lot of different men's retreats, weekends, men's conferences, things like that, and uh, that was like the top one because it was so personal and just carving out time. Um, there's a Greek word, um, and that word is kairos, and it really means an appointed time in the purpose of God. And guys, you know, we're busy. Um, you know, the, <laughs> the reality is it's, it's kind of like a rat race, like they say, out there in culture today. And we just need to take time to, to step out of that rat race and uh, take time with God, because that's the most important relationship that we can ever have forever, like eternally. And if we don't take time for that, um, you know, we're really off course. And so taking that time and getting on course, that time is very valuable. So I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Tim, and he's going to moderate and uh, kind of lead it from here. So Tim, take it out. Take it over. Give these guys a hand beforehand. Come on. This is awesome. Yeah, up here we've got uh, Skip, Longcore, Mike King, and Randy Long. And uh, Randy. Sorry, Randy. Ricky, I work with him, too. I work with him. Keep Hello, his mic Tessie. off, please. No. I work with a guy. Why okay. did I say Randy? About I think I might have just saw you when I went over. No, I was actually. I'm not going to let this one down. I hope you guys know. <laughs> Lord says forgive, but Ricky does not. Well, this is real, everybody. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jim. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Whatever. It's all good. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have let me moderate this, Pastor Tom. You should have hear yourself. No. Uh, all right. Uh, sorry. There we go. <laughs> Randy Long. That's awesome. Rig Long. Riggy Long. Uh, so <laughs> I don't even know how to go. So this is what. Yeah. So basically, there's two different events that that we're kind of hitting on today. There's there's other events available, but basically, I'll hand it over to them. We'll just go kind of in order down the line and just share. Uh, obviously, your name. Share 
like what event you've been you what event or events you've been on and then when you started your journey and then like the the biggest impact that 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 moment made in your in your life in your walk with God. So we'll start uh skip with you if you're cool with it. No, just keep talking. He'll find it. He just doesn't know what microphone you have yet. <laughs> uh, Many of you guys saw me, uh, um, I had the privilege of standing up here on this stage. Um, it was January 3rd of uh, 2012. Um, it was shortly after I had attended a Quest event. So I'm even, we've got a line here right now. These are the Questers, I think, and these are the return guys. But there's no, uh, there's no competition for the foot of the cross, guys. Um, both of the events meant an amazing thing to me. And I wouldn't have been able to get up here and tell my story and be transparent um, if I had not been uh, on a Quest event. Um, I didn't plan on talking about that here today, but it gave me a start where I, I had the confidence in who I was in Christ. And as a warrior, I took, I took a hold of that and came up here and uh, um, just laid my life out the best I could in a half an hour. Um, and it was an amazing experience of freedom for me. Um, but now I want to go to, uh, and I attended a Quest event in April of 2010, um, which put me on a fast track for uh, present day. Um, I attended uh, the first ever um, return event in Michigan and uh, have been serving on both events since. Uh, more so on the return lately. Uh, um, some of the things that happened in my life on the quest, it, it, my sonship and, and becoming a warrior were amazing. Um, starting to understand the, my role in the house and not abdicating it to my wife, not being passive. Um, that was a journey to make that transition. Uh, but today, um, through the return event, it gave me a experiential knowledge, just as the other. But, you know, somebody tells you you're going to hit your thumb and tell you you're going to hurt you don't know that pain until you do it. And when I attended my first uh, return event, um, I received experiential knowledge of my righteousness. And when we experience something, nobody can ever take that away from you. Um, so I'm here today to, to say that one of the things I believe in me was holding me back from receiving all that and walking in it my life has changed drastically since 2012 again. Um, is that I'm able to uh, walk with that confidence. Sometimes I have to tell people, you don't know who you're talking to. I don't tell them out loud. Um, but even with, th th that's just the way it is. And uh, so experiential knowledge of the, my righteousness, um, what a price. I don't know how to explain it, the freedom in that. So I, I want to tell that to you. The, the return event is under the roadmap.org, all one word, and the lookup events. I have some brochures back here. Um, what we truly need in the church today is more men that have come alive. Um, the glory of God is man fully alive. I've heard that said, and we need men to come alive. And uh, I'll tell you, if, if you want a real testimony, talk to my wife. So that's all I've got for right now. So, Skip, I do have one question for you. Now, you're a man that, that went and you attended your first and you had this kind of miraculous moment and then you've, you've 
you've said, I don't want it to just end there, but you've continued serving. Now, just in like a minute, can you share the impact of how serving and watching what God's doing in other people's and other men's lives and what God has done is yours? How has that impacted you in the long term? Some of the differences that I've seen over uh, in the last couple of years is when I'm serving, I don't go up there just to say I'm good with all. I get to do it again. I can't wait to. Th- there are like eight more events, and I'm signing up for them all, guys. Um, I may not serve on them all, but I'm, my heart is in that so much for the freedom that we all, all of us men have experienced um, to, to be who we are, not to be perfect. Um, but I can't wait to go back because I get to experience it all again. And I also get to carry what God has given me as gifts to help them along. And it's encouraged me enough, and God spoke to me, that I have some property up north. It's not a very big parcel, um, but they don't make any more land, and he gave it to me to watch over for a while. And I have some uh, buildings that, uh, as far as serving, it's an area where I can, I can take men up. If you're, even if you haven't been on an event, I would love to encourage you through that. Come talk to me. We can spend a day in the woods in peace and quiet with a, with, in the presence of God. And he'll, he'll tell you. Men ask me, why should I go on three and a half or a five and a half day event? I prefer not to call them events. It is. It's got a time date. But I call them an experience because God is going to be there. So when they're in the, on my property, it's, it's called aftercare. Um, God does heart surgery. He did it on me. So the question to ask is not why should I go, but ask God, do you want to spend a day? Would you like to spend three days with me and listen to what he's got to say to you? Because that's what these events are about, are hearing the voice of God. If you haven't heard it in a while or if you've never heard it, it's okay. Come with us. Come with us. Awesome. Thank, thanks, Skip. We'll go ahead, uh, Mike King, everybody. Go ahead, share again just when you went on your first quest or uh, whether you went on the quest, quest or the road or uh, the return, and then just kind of share your story about that. Yeah, um, Mike King, I went uh, my first quest event in... April of 2016, and then I've had the privilege of serving on, I think, just about every event since then uh, that they've had. I can't get enough, you know, Skip hit it on the head. Um, I guess what I would say first, I would have a question for you, and is that, do you love God, or are you in love with God? And uh, that's really what Quest opened my eyes to. And when I think about it, I think about it, and some of you guys may have to think, think way, way back, but uh, when, you, when you went on your first date with your wife, right, yeah. that, that anticipation, you know, what, what's, what's going to happen, that, that eagerness. Um, imagine if you got to crawl up into your dad's lap for a whole week. What would he say to you? What would he give you? What would he want to tell you? That's, that's what Quest is. Um, that's what all these events are. Um, that's an opportunity to get away from the world, 
uh, and to just really have your dad love on you like you've never had before. I really think that there's something special. It's not that you can't come here, you can't get alone at your house, but when you're intentional about setting aside a couple days and saying, Dad, I'm coming to, I'm coming to spend time with you. I'm expecting something, whatever that is. He's going he's gonna to over-deliver every time. Um, I guess, and then I would just share this. Uh, it's incredible. Um, part of my story is my brother committed suicide when I was a sophomore. And uh, when all that happened, I don't think I ever really processed it. I just reacted because I was the oldest in my family, and I just my natural inclination is when things happen is just to take care of the people around me. And I was uh, serving on one of the events, and in the middle of the night I had this dream. And in this dream, I was going through this workout, this really intense physical workout. Um, and this guy was like just drilling me, he was crushing me. And I got done, I go and I sit on the side and there's like these exercise bikes and there's this lady riding the bike and I'm changing my shoes. And she looks at me and she's like, wow, that must have been really hard. And I said, yeah, you know, but I, I like it challenging. I like it hard. And she goes, no. She goes, I mean your brother's letter. And I immediately woke up from that dream, and I just could not stop crying. I could not stop it, so much so that I dismissed myself from the bunkhouse I was sleeping because I didn't want to wake everyone else out. And I went out on the porch, and I said, God, what is this about? And to give you a little context for that, after my brother committed suicide, I was in his room, and I was searching everywhere, in the drawers, under the bed. I was looking for a note, anything I could find that would let me know, like, what, why? Why did he do this? And out of frustration, I slapped my hands down on, the, on his desk and it nudged the mouse on his computer and his screen lit up. And there was a letter he had left on his screen. And I read that and it crushed me. I army crawled back to the living room where my mom and my sister were and I was just a ball of snot and tears and all I could do was point. And they ran down the hall and then they knew what it was. So when that lady said that in the dream, know your brother's letter, it crushed me all over again. And so when I was out on the porch and I said, God, what is, what is that all about, Dad? Tell me. And he said, you have unforgiveness. And I'm having this conversation with God. I'm saying, unforgiveness, I don't have any unforgiveness towards God. I mean, towards anyone, God? Like, what, what are you talking about? And he goes, son, you have unforgiveness towards yourself. And... I can't tell you, like, the next day, the next morning, I processed that with some of the staff, but I can't tell you the freedom that there was in that moment that I had been holding on to for so long that was inside of me that I never knew, right, that my dad loved me enough that he wanted to point that out to me so that I could start and continue to grow as a man and to walk in continued freedom. So I'm... I don't, I mean, I don't want to put God in a box, but I don't think that that would have happened if I wouldn't have made the time to get away. Come on. That's so good, man. It's, it's amazing how, especially as men, life is so busy. And like, I look back, we're in 2021. Where'd 2020 even go? You know? And just taking that time to just be purposed and listen, you know, it opens up, it opens up, basically it opens up your ears so you can actually hear. That's good. Thanks, Mike. 
Randy Long. Randy Van Long. Nice to meet you guys. Randy, I mean Ricky Long. Gosh, I can't, Randy, I'm never going to live this Randy one. Randy Van Long. That, I'm not going to lie. I was sitting here hearing these guys, and all I could hear is Randy Van Long. Like, <laughs> processing got it, a good that Randy. sounds pretty good. Like, might be my stage name, huh? Randy Van. No, so. Uh, <laughs> sounds um, good. <laughs> out of these guys, I'm probably the, 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 the newer first-timer uh, when I went to Quest. I went to Quest in 2018. Um, you know, got, got with a group of guys, uh, on a Saturday morning and, and just kind of hearing these, their testimonies and, uh, started to get encouraged by the leaders at these group, uh, at this group to go. And so finally I made the, the trek, we went to Georgia, um, uh, on that trip and I'm not a, a good traveler. I, I'm the guy that, Hey, can we stop? Okay. Like 10 minutes later, Hey, I took a sip. Can we stop again? Um, it's bad. Anyways, that's not, that's not like the experience I want you to know. Um, so when I went to Quest, uh, one of the things I remember going into and just, I mean, seeing all the, and uh, you're there with these guys that some of them are, I mean, across the nation, so you don't even know who they are. And, uh, I, I went with maybe two or three guys that I did know. Um, but I remember going and sitting down in this chair and then having them kind of walk us through. And I thought to myself, Lord, like, I don't know what this week entails, but I do know one thing is that. I choose to go all in. And I think no matter if it's the quest or the return or whatever it is, if you have the heart posture of, you know what, Jesus, like, I'm not going to limit you or box you in. Do whatever it is that you want to. And the quest that I went to, the first one that I went to was actually, uh, I remember Mike t sharing that story with us. Um, and so, I mean, I think about the many times that these guys do go, and he talks about how he's been the one since, and, and God's still showing him things. I think that's the unique thing about taking time out of your um, workflow, family flow, whatever that looks like, and taking time to, to, to set apart for God. I think there's just something unique about that. And in doing that, God honors that and, and connects with us on that. And I think that's just so cool. Um, one of the experiences that I had with this whole go all in process, um, yeah, it's, it has to do with my, my wife. Um, I've connected with her and this is a testimony that we've, we've both agreed that, you know, something that when time comes to, you know, we'll share. Um, but again, going back to this whole all in, I, I, I grew up without a dad and there, there are many people, um, who, who've gone through that. And so father wounds, was, was a big one for me. And going on to this journey, I, I was like, God, do whatever it is that you want to do. And a lot of it was the unforgiveness towards him, but also, um, the unforgiveness towards myself because of, I think the way that I, I was brought up, I wasn't taught this is what a godly man does. This is what a godly man, you know. But my brother um, was there to, to, to help me with that. And so going through that, um, I was reminded of a situation that I was currently in. Or at the t so what happened? Um, and I say this as men, just being real and raw with you guys, the thing that God dealt with me on was this idea that um, I had, my wife and I, uh, we had sex before marriage. And when, I, when my father-in-law sat me down before I asked for his uh, daughter to date, he told me, he said, Ricky, I need you to do two things. Don't be a bum, so get a full-time job. Don't be a spiritual bum, get to know Jesus better. And at the end of it, he tagged it on with, this is my youngest, this is my princess, I need you to keep her pure. I'm like, okay, you know, um, yeah, you, you got it, 100%. He was also a pastor on staff, you know, so it's one of those things where you're like, huh, and I remember at this quest, I was like, Lord, we're already married. Why do I? He, God told me, he's like, Ricky, I need you to talk to your father-in-law. And I'm like, Lord, we, I mean, I, I could go to my grave. He could go to his grave and he'd never know about this. and We'd be fine. 
But he's like, it's not, it's not that I, I want you to do it for his sake. I want you to do it out of the obedience to me. And I was like, okay, okay, Lord, I trust you. And I did say I was going to go all in. He's like, yeah, you did. So I get back from Quest, and uh, I remember at this point I moved into his house, okay, because we were, the, the apartment that we were at, the dude was smoking, and we could smell their apartment. My wife was pregnant at the time. I'm like, I don't want to live here. And so we were working on getting into a house, but at this time I was living with, with my father-in-law, Pat. And uh, I remember downstairs, it was, it was a couple months later, and, and, and God's kind of tapping on my shoulder because I never told him after I got back. And God was like, hey, Ricky, you remember that one thing? I'm kind of like, you know, he's like, Ricky, you remember that one thing I asked you to do? Yeah, Lord, I, I know. He goes, how about, how about we get to that? I'm like, Lord, I'm living with this man right now. You want me to do that right now? Like, what if I get kicked out? Like, you know, like, what? Um, he goes, Ricky, I have you. It, when, when the Lord promises that he has your back, trust in that. Um, me growing up, not without a dad, I was like, Lord, I don't want to let this man down. Like, for me, this, I, I need this. This, this male attention, like for me, I don't want to, you know, take this and ruin this relationship that I have with this man. And God's like, Ricky, I'm, I'm, I'm reminding you, I have your back. You, you got this. You can do this. And I finally build up enough courage to go and talk to him. And, and, and the day that I do, they're travelers, you know, for here and there. And so I get up and, and sure, no, sure enough that they've left a note that they'll be gone for two weeks on their anniversary. I'm like, oh, okay, so I got to deal with it for another two weeks. And here I was already ready, right? I'm like, Lord, well, he left, so I'm not going to, you know. And two weeks later, they get home, and I remember hearing them upstairs. And I'm laying in bed looking at my wife, who's asleep right now. I look down at her belly, carrying my son, and I, and I thought, Lord, like, I don't want him to go through what I went through. And I want to be better. And I think that every father can attest to that. It's, I don't want them to experience what I have gone through, right? We're here, you know, our foundation, or their foundation is our ceiling. That's, you know, we want them to, to rise above everything that we, we went through. And so I told myself, I was like, Lord, I'm, I'm going to do that. And so I remember walking up to uh, my father-in-law and then hearing my mother-in-law in the other room, having her come in as well. Because I was like, man, if I tell him, he'll tell her. I'll be great. You know, I don't have to look, you know. Um, but, Lord, I mean, I remember God telling me, like, you have to do this. And so I, I looked. Uh, I, I was in their kitchen. I sat them down. And here I am, this, this kid, this, this, this dude who promised him to his face that I would keep his daughter pure. Then to let him know that that's the one thing I failed to do. And I remember looking at him and telling him that and expecting exactly how a father should act, uh, a father who's in ministry should act, a, a father, if I was a dad and my daughter, you know, like how I thought I would react. And he looked at me and he said, son, I'm so proud of you. I struggled with this, this idea that I'll just never have that father role model that I needed, Right. And he looked at me, and this was the first time, I, and I, I don't have to say this uh, about him, just a brown nose or anything. I say this because I genuinely love the man. This was the first time I truly had an interaction with him that showed the love of the Heavenly Father to me. You know, it's, I look past what you've gone through. I look past of the mistakes you've made, and I know who God's called you to be. I know who he sees you to be. And he said, I'm proud of you, and I know that God's going to use this to further his kingdom. See, what God told me when he told me to tell my father-in-law is that you cannot share this testimony and you cannot be and operate in the fullness of who you are until you let this come to the light. You know, we, sometimes what we do is we take our mistakes and we bury them deep down, but man, God's here to purify them. And through Quest, that was one of the things that I told myself that if I was going to do, that, that, if I was going to go all in, I had to do it. And, and I say that to, 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 to say 
that that's what Quest encouraged me to do. When I went to this event, the road, Quest, whatever it is, that moment that you have with God, the, the removing of all distractions. You know, they talk about the busyness of life. Um, I was stepping into fatherhood and all these different things. And, man, even now I feel like it's more important than ever to continue to go back to these things. And, and, and I think it's cool that these, that these both have said is that they've, there's things that they've learned continuously. It's not just this one-time thing. You know, you, you talk about this. Sometimes it's, it's said as this one-time event. It's not an event. It's an experience. And I love the way that Skip said that. Because in all reality, if you think God's just going to speak to you once, read the Bible over and over again. Right? My grandma always said, Ricky, I read this thing like two, three times. And, and she continues to do that. And she goes, every time I get something different out of it. And I think that that's the exact same thing with this event. If, as you continue to go through it, and I want to encourage you guys that if you guys are like, maybe, 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 I don't know if this is for me, I promise you, set, set aside some time, and I'll tell you this right now, that he'll, he'll be, I, I can guarantee it. I believe that 100%, that, that, that you make time for him, and man, he's going to answer you. Come on. Thanks, Randy. <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to keep remembering that. No, uh, honestly, I, I can't really add too much to it except for I can just say this. Uh, I believe that all of us are writing a story. And moments like Quest and moments like The Return, it's just a, a, a story of going deeper. It's, it's a chapter of going deeper in our lives with God. Uh, I remember I went there. I went on Quest in October of 2016. And uh, being a, a pastor on staff, I'd been on staff at that time uh, for 10, 10 years here, a pastoral position for four or five and a half years or something. And I remember going on there and you hear people talk about like hats, like you wear hats, uh, like your dad hat, your boss hat, you know, and, and I had a pastor hat on. And I remember it took me, it took me about three days to take off the pastor hat and put the sun hat on. Um, and, and I truly believe as men, we need moments where we can let go of the things that we're holding on to and genuinely say, God, here I am. Um, I, I would encourage everyone to go on moments like that. It's not, a, it's not an event. It's a part of your journey where you passionately pursue God. You get quiet. You remove distractions. Um, and you go deeper, and we need to continually do that. I went on the return about two and a half years ago. I kind of half went on it and half served on it because uh, my relationship with the guy that kind of oversees or one of the guys that oversee that. But uh, um, honestly, whether it's one of these events or it's spending time in the woods or, hey, you choose to go for a walk once a day, wherever your quiet spot is, have a, have a time when you say, God, here I am, and I'm here for you. Um, and it, it'll be an incredible moment. So, yeah. I don't know if this one's still working. Is that Brian back there? You got a question, Brian? Um, great questions, Brian. We didn't cover any of that. Why would we? Uh, why are there two different events? Let's start from the back and go forward. Um, 
there were some men um, from Texas that had attended the, the quest. Um, and through staffing, through traveling all over, um, through their church, they two of them, be, uh, actually one of them was James DeMello, if anybody remembers him. He was from Res at one time. Um, they branched out um, and did something very similar but different. For me, I can answer that. For me, I talked about righteousness. Um, I don't want to divide this up, but it's my heart. I have to speak the truth. But for me, I received 100% of experiential knowledge through the return event about my righteousness. And I've equated that to I needed that before I could ever walk in who I'm fighting for, who I'm, because that was, that was big for me to, to actually wield that sword and go in, into a quest event. So they're a little different. They have a different, uh, the length of time and that. But there's, there's so many different. There, there's something called base camp. There's, there are a lot of different men's events you can go to. What the guys up here are talking about is it's not going to matter. I'll say it's not going to matter which one you go to. And I don't say it's a one. Go to them all. My friend Chuck, Chuck Cow would say, attend everything you can get because God will speak through everybody in a little different way. Yeah. I, would just, I would just add to that, right, in the spirit of I think all of these events, don't ask us why you should go and where you should go. Ask God. He'll let you know. And, and another thing is schedule. Honestly, what fits in your schedule? Find something. Uh, the, the return is a little bit shorter event that overlaps a weekend, so it's less time off from work. Quest is a little bit longer event. Gets you more time in the woods, quiet, being alone. I say, we say in the woods only because a lot of times we go to camps and there's woods around and you walk into the woods. It's not like uh, anything other than that. But um, I would say kind of to add on to that, it's not about what – the reason I would say there's there's multiple events is because there's still men that need events, right? Whether you, you know using the term event, but there's still men that need to passionately pursue and go deeper with God, and there will always be that. So let's keep creating things. If you guys have an idea of a way you could do this, like Skip talked about, he's got his his uh, land up north where he's put these little houses, these little uh, shanties or whatever you want to call it, blinds on, and he goes out and uses that. If you got something that'll work, use it. You know, let's just let's just pursue God together. Right, and I think the, the thing not to focus on is to go to the woods, per se, but more than anything, get away from the norm, right? And remove yourself from your, your, your normal situation and to be able to get into a place where it's you and God. And I think, you know, I've heard people go to, uh, the what is it, Grand Haven, just to get into the, whatever you know, whatever that is, but just spending time away from what you're normally into. And then, again, I think the big thing was the schedule of, like, time frame, what can you do, right? And so... That may have been a, a kind of a short and shallow answer, uh, Brian. I apologize for that. There's so much packed into these events, and something that I didn't mention is something that really pulls on my heart as the veterans. Um, the return also has a, what we call a hero's return, and it's uh, the same length of time. It's definitely got some uh, military things to it, um, and it's also for military and first responders whether retired, still active, whatever. Um, 
my heart is there because most of those men and myself included had seen things that they never should have had to see and do things we never should have had to do. I'm one that uh, got out of the military in 1969 and uh, I got set free from some of the things that dogged me. It wasn't sin, but it was traumatic stuff. And I got set free from that only four years ago. And that's why I say these guys here, uh, I had the privilege of serving on their quest events. I got the privilege of serving on it. I get the privilege of doing this. I was, I was unlovable. I was unlovable for the life that I was told and the life I lived, and now I'm alive. And I'm here to say that we're not trying to tell you, you got to go. We're here to promote freedom for men. So if you don't feel you have to go, or if you, God says, no, you don't need to, no stones, it's okay. But what we need is more men to say, I know of a guy who got set free because we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Free so, people, free people. And free men, free men. And I'm, it's changed my world. It's changed my life with my wife. It's changed with my children. It's changed with my church. I encourage you to, if you need, Mike's got some cards for the quest. I've got some flyers for the return, and I'll be glad to spend any time with you talking about either one of them. Yeah, just real quick, too, you know, Skip, you hit it really right on the nail. Um, I think these events are really about redefining what society says that men should be and, and what biblical men should be. I think that's the one of the most important things uh, to, to, to know is that this isn't just an experience to, to do, but to change how we see ourselves as men. And I think if we want to change homes and families, man, it starts with us in living and walking out that biblical manhood. And so that's, that's, that's all I had right there. All right. Well, we got to kind of wrap it up, but I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Tom first. Yeah, let's thank these guys. You guys did awesome. Thank you for sharing your heart. You know, real stories by real men that live in a real world, and, and that's really what this is about. You know, we're just here to help you guys, encourage you guys. Uh, there's no pressure, but um, you know, like they said, there's more than just these two events. These are ones that we're directly familiar with, and, um, but there's a lot of stuff out there. But, but get away because it'll, churn, it'll turn your world upside down in a good way. Um, it, it's really life-changing. So let's close. Um, Pastor Randy Don will be with us next Tuesday, and he's bringing a word. Ricky Don, his twin brother, his twin brother, Ricky Don, and he's actually his evil twin. So let's pray. Can we pray after that? Lord, we just thank you for having a good time in, in you and with you. And God, I just thank you for these men that shared here this morning, and and God, uh, help us not to kind of analyze this with our heads, but, but to just open our hearts to what you want to do in our lives. And so, God, we ask, God, that you would order our steps, direct us, give us wisdom in knowing what to do, when to do it. And, God, we just pray for divine appointments today and throughout this week, God, the, the best person to minister to is the person you put right in front of us. And so, God, we just ask for your boldness to take the steps you're calling us to take. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week, if not before.